My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dennis Quaid here, and I want to tell you about the Orange Tree. Now, I have recently started a podcast network called Audio Up, and much as I prepare for movie roles, I've been researching the podcast landscape and listening to hundreds of podcasts. One in particular stopped me in my tracks. The Orange Tree. It's a true crime podcast series told with such authenticity and care by Haley Butler and Tinu Thomas, two journalists who were University of Texas students when they started reporting on the story. It's about the 2005 murder of a young woman named Jennifer Cave near the University of Texas at Austin campus. What struck me most was the thorough examination of the case and the exclusive access granted to these two young reporters. What makes this true crime story so unique is their perspective. There are two young women who are the same age as Jennifer Cave and at very similar points in their lives. The Orange Tree is engaging, it's thoughtful, and really, really powerful. Take a listen to The Orange Tree on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. I'm here with my co-host Jen and you're listening to Lips LA Radio. What's going on, Jen? Hey, thanks for having me again. Of course, you were with it. me on the G-Eazy show. We were. It's, uh, it's raining today, so we understand mm-hmm. in LA it's sort of uh, uh, almost like a holiday or it's something that in, you know, impeding, people can't really drive yeah, in LA. Yeah, why can't so people in LA drive when it's raining? I don't know. People can't do anything. It's, everything <laughs> shuts down. Industries shut down. Life shuts down. People cancel plans. So kind of like it. We're actually really, really excited to have Sweetie here, and she got here in the rain. So, um, and on time. We want to talk about recording artist Warner Brothers recording artist Sweetie. Um, notably, most, you know, I think you guys would know her from Icy, 66 million views on that song, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about her journey, really, from the Bay Area. She started rapping in her car, which is pretty incredible, to where we are today. She's collaborated with everyone Kalani, Jeezy, Quavo, Lil Wayne, you name it. So, we have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about her journey, where she started, how she got a record deal, how she got management. And I think it's a really interesting story that you guys will find is pretty inspiring. So she'll be here in a minute, uh, thick and through in the rain in L.A. There's four days of a nonstop rain that we have. And uh, we made it in the rain, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we just talked about your journey a little bit. And we're super excited to talk about how you started. 14, right? That's the age you started sort of getting into the whole music business? 15. 15, okay. Mm-hmm. To now, 66 million views on IC. Mm-hmm. Pissed, all these amazing collaborations. Kalani, G-Eazy, Lil Wayne, Quavo, you name it. So we have a lot to talk about. We want to talk about your journey because I think the story is pretty interesting. How you started, how you started rapping in your car, how you got a record deal with Warner Brothers. The whole uh-huh. thing is pretty interesting. So take us back to the beginning. You're from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Bay Area, and I also claim Sacramento because I went to high school out there. I just feel like both areas have contributed to the woman I am today. But so fell in love with music and 
that's when YouTube started taking off. I thought that I was going to be like an overnight sensation. Because you were going to go to beauty school, right, initially. Wasn't that something that you were looking at doing? I mean, growing up, I always wanted to like do hair, um, do makeup or like, you know, just do like pretty stuff. But then I fell in love with music and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And there was a lot of artists that were inspiring you musically, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I know Nicki Minaj was a big uh, yeah, inspiration to you growing up. And, mm -hmm. and also you come from a musical family. I know mm -hmm. that your dad's a great cook. So we're, we're going to get into that because that's what I heard. Um, <laughs> Are you even doing your research? <laughs> we're doing my research. And also your whole family, like you have this incredible musical family, right, Jen? I've, I've heard that. Yeah. So, well, actually, I wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit. You said that you claimed Sacramento, but also the Bay because they made they had different parts of what they made you as a woman today. Mm -hmm. So what were the, what did Bay Area make make us well i feel like the bay is just like you feel me the foundation and then sacramento was like my teenage years i'm figuring mm -hmm. out like i'm about i'm about to become a woman but i'm not a woman yet yeah. so it's just like different like it's my, my experiences mm -hmm. i feel like both areas like have like similar like vibes because yeah. people from the bay did move to sacramento but mm -hmm. it just i just don't want to leave sacramento out because a lot of good and bad things happened to me out there so where it just made me who I am today. That's amazing. So you're a kid, you're growing up, you're listening to all kinds of music, your mm -hmm. family is a musical family. Mm -hmm. There's a relation to MC Hammer there, right? Mm -hmm. Which is I have pretty a, cool. I have a musical and sports family. Yeah, so tell us about that, right? Because your uncle, I believe, was MC Hammer, which is pretty cool. Well, like my play uncle. Like our play families uncle. grew up okay. together. Um, Zaytoven's my cousin. And the reason why I say sports too is because my grandfather played for the 49ers. Amazing. Um, my uncle... I'm so sad for him, but he coaches for the Eagles. Um, my other uncle coaches for the Raiders, and then my auntie like directs ticketing for the Raiders. So now you're sad because the teams aren't doing that well this season. No, they lost. They lost. <laughs> I should know that. I'm a music guy. But, oh, okay. But you know, I should know that. Okay. I, um, <laughs> well, with the music and sports background, I mean, I'm sure people are like, oh, like, can I get tickets? Or like, what are you doing for music? What does your family like to do outside of music and sports that no one would ever think? Maybe it's a tradition. Maybe it's a hobby, like, I don't know. Um, well, my Vegas? auntie used to have, like, a barbecue every year. Okay. And, like, we from the Bay, so we have great music. So it's just, like, a yeah. very lit, like, situation. <laughs> Fa family and friends just having a good time, like. Is there good barbecue in L.A., sweetie? You know, actually, there's this place downtown. What's that place called? I don't know. I know there's a new place that just opened up on 3rd Street that I want to go to that's actually that's got, like, a line barbecue? out the door. Yeah, barbecue. Where? I don't know. Like, I, I, I I'd have to research it, but I, I, there's always a line when I just opened up like a week ago I'll or so. I'll have to try that then. Yeah, I'll get you the name. But so <laughs> so growing up, and Gabrielle Union's also your second cousin, right? Yeah. You have like a very cool family. I do. I kind of want to be part <laughs> of your family. You have twin sisters. Cousins. Cousins, okay. So yeah. so take us to the beginning again. So you, you're growing up, you're around all this music, and all mm. of a sudden you start sort of like, you're like sing along to songs in your car, you start doing covers. What's crazy is like, I knew people in the music industry, but that didn't make me want to get into music. I was writing poetry and then writing poetry, you know, over beats is just yeah. way more like exciting. So that's how that happened. I didn't have like money to go to the studio, which is why I went to social media, recording myself in my car. And before that, you went to college and you were thinking, OK, if, if the beauty school thing doesn't work out, I, I think I'm, I have something here like I'm starting to. Music is like happening. I'm putting songs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. People are noticing. I'm doing covers. Mm -hmm. What was the the first cover that people took to that you're like, I have something here. It's sort of it's working for me. The icy girl freestyle. That was the first I'm, one. I'm not gonna lie. I have something in my car where I'm definitely a rapping. I cannot rap for shit, <laughs> but I do have a video from that. But on that car note, what was the first car you ever had? Um, Toyota. And did you name your cars? 
Yes, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Why Bruce? Because <laughs> he reminded me of the shark from Shark from Nemo. Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, so I called him Bruce. So, and I heard somewhere it was sort of like the eighth one you did was the one that really took off yeah, and that's kind of it was icy girl so before that what were you were you doing like foxy brown jay-z um, like what were you working on i there? did jay-z i did i did a couple of jay-z ones um oh my gosh they were so long ago it was like two three years ago now. but but actually it happened pretty quick right so i think the, the interesting story for people is like how do you start from 14, 15, rapping in your car to eventually getting a record deal with warner brothers well i didn't start rapping in my car until i grad like about to graduate from college and graduated from college. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I was trying to like break through YouTube and that was not happening for me. So were you putting videos up on YouTube of just like you singing or was it, what was it exactly? Um, me rapping just in my bedroom on the street, anywhere. Like, and I just wasn't getting any traction. Like I would get love here and there, but it wasn't like Instagram. Instagram was like instantaneous. Like people was messing with it. I would get like five or 10,000 followers of video. So I'm like, okay, I'm onto something right here. And, it, and at some point you recognize that the song that Kia did, that was like, I should take this song and make it my own, right? Yeah, because the beat, like, the song is already amazing, but the song is so great that people overlook the beat sometimes. So I was like, this is a great beat to rap over. How old were you when that song came out? I think that song came out like, when? Probably like eight. Eight, no. yeah. So that's, I thought it was hilarious, though, that, like, little because I would be, too, like, little girls would be rapping. Like, and yeah, you don't know what you're singing. And the, right? words are, the words are almost a little controversial, so you certainly... <laughs> Um, so it wasn't soon after that 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 video started to get a lot of play on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is definitely something. Is that when you met Max and the I whole met, thing started? So I literally met Max like... Shout um, out to Max, Monica. <laughs> so I met Max probably like a week after I recorded that. I was like an influencer at a um, fancy event, uh, like a woman event. Um, and he approached me, got my Instagram, saw the video and was like, okay, like I think you have something. Let's record that. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, So there's some truth to the fact that you can start off as like, an, uh, let's say, an influencer, because that's kind of what you considered yourself after college, right? No, definitely. And, and then make it in music, because not every influencer, because there's a lot of influencers that sing, let's be honest, they're not all great. Um, there's a, I believe well, Sean, Sean Mendez was yeah. considered an influencer. Well, what I like about like your brand and stuff is because... When people think, oh, Instagram or a million followers or influencer, you just think like, oh, they're just not smart and they're always, but you can just tell by your music and the fact that you went to school, like you are a smart and you have the looks that it's like, it's rare to find that in, you Definitely. know, like how Instagram is. Yeah. There's so sense. much noise going out there. So you're yeah. 14, you put the songs up, you're, you go into this Fenty party and before you know it, you meet Max and mm -hmm. he's like, I definitely think there's something here. Yeah. And then at that point, did the song, like how many views on Instagram did Icy get? Um, probably like 70,000. That's for, a lot. But for me, that was like a lot at the time. That's yeah, a lot. Still, That's it's a lot. a lot for anyone. So, <laughs> yeah. and then Max was like, we need to go in the studio and do this proper, right? Yeah, do, do this proper. We did that, put it on SoundCloud. It did well. It wasn't until I shot the video where it just went viral. Like it got a million views in three weeks. So that was like a lot for me. And By the it, way, it's a lot for anyone. That's just not a lot for you. A million people is a lot. Right. And did you ever think it would jump to something like 66 million? No. Because you, it actually went from Instagram to like the most added song on radio at some point. So yeah. that's a pretty incredible feat. Um, I actually saw you perform it on the roof of my building um, because you had, the, I think, the record release party there. Yeah. And so that's oh, where, that's that's where, where I live. live. Oh, that's, also where, that's also where another <laughs> one of our friends lives there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we both live there. That's actually where we made our initial connection. So um, in all transparency, I live in the same building as her manager, which is really cool. So 
that's kind of where it started. And um, and after that, like, tell us about like, okay, so from that all the way to getting a record deal with Warner Brothers and collaborating with so many great artists this past year for you. Again, a little bit about that journey and how it happened for you. Um, so I signed a Warner in January. And now they just saw the video. They're like, "We want to give you a record deal." Or was there something more to it? How um, you- well, there was there was several several people who were interested. However, like when I walked into Warner, I felt like they were super passionate and they felt like they were my family. Like they were just like just cheerleaders, and I felt like I was at home when I went into the meeting. So I'm like, okay, that's who I want to sign with. And, and um, sometimes that passion for every everyone listening is it's really what it's all about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can meet with like eight labels, but if that's the label that's like, we need to do this, this is, you know, this is a mm-hmm. thing here, then you really felt that, so it's great. Right, yeah. and then so um, that happened, released Icy Girl, became the most added song on radio, like on radio, yep. and I just started booking all these shows. <laughs> And, and so now you're playing shows and you're getting out there and you did all these collaborations. You probably have some great stories because you've collaborated with so many people. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, lately it's been Timberland, right? So I know mm-hmm. you've been working with him, but also Rich the Kid, Quavo, Kalani remixed Icy, right? Which is mm-hmm. crazy. Jeezy, who was on the show not too long ago. Shout out to Jeezy, Bay mm-hmm. Area. Um, Little Wayne, Kidding. Tell us a few stories about like some of your, your favorite stories working with some of those artists and, and like any highs, any lows. Um, so the crazy story I probably have is about Little Wayne. I, I wasn't in the studio with Lil Wayne, but I remember they had like brought me because at first it was just me, me and Kid Ink on it. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, I love the song. Like, can't wait to put it out. And then they bring me the new record and I'm like wait did Kid Ink redo his voice like redo his verse and I'm like wait whose voice is that I'm like I started like losing my like shit in the car I'm like oh my gosh this is Lil Wayne like I can't believe he's on the record like with us like that's interesting that they don't even tell you you just listen to it and then like Lil Wayne is on it right and he got he goes on right before me and I'm like wow this is crazy like Besides, like, the other people I grew up listening to, like, I love Lil Wayne. He's, like, the mixtape king. Like, I just couldn't believe, like, it would, I don't know. It just kind of, like, fell yeah, into my Yeah, it's, like, surreal, lap. right? Yeah. Going from your car to, like, how did I end up on this? So right. so you did that. And then some of the other collaborations, obviously, did you like working with G and Jeezy mm-hmm. and Kalani? And, yeah. Um, yeah, tell us some of those stories. Um, well, GED is really sweet. I didn't know who he was. He kind of just hopped on the record because he has a relationship with London. Right. Um, so London got Rich the Kid and GEZ to um, hop on it. And I met him actually the, the day we shot the video. Great. Yeah. He's a good guy. He was in here, what, Jen, about a month ago or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. Nice. Um, and then you have your own label now, right? Icy mm-hmm. Records. Is that through well, I, Warner Brothers? No, I started it before Warner. Okay. And then I signed myself to that. And then we partnered with Warner Brothers. Cool. And what's that all about? So tell us about your own label. Are you signing other artists? Are you looking for artists? I think it's important that I build the foundation for myself first because I can't help them if I can't help me. That's true. So I just want to become like, you know, super popping, chart a little bit, have the number one here and there, and then I'll like bring people onto the ship and then, you know, help them out. Help me what's, uh, what's the biggest lesson that you learned as an artist that when you do come to the time when you sign an artist, that that's the piece of advice you're going to give them? Um, I think the biggest advice I would give to an artist is just to remain yourself because it's easy for people to influence you or to take direction from someone else if you don't know what's going on. And then when you do that, you you stop sounding like yourself. Like I'm super excited about my project that's coming out, Icy Volume 1, because I feel like I found my sound. This is not Volume 2? 
There's volume one volume that's one? Okay. coming out, and then volume two will follow shortly after. Well, yes. that being the case, we need to jump to Icy because we haven't even played some music yet. So let's mm-hmm. jump to Icy. Again, 66 million views on YouTube. An amazing song. Let's jump to Icy, and we'll be right back with Sweetie. You're listening to Lips LA Radio, and we're here with Sweetie. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. All right, we're back. You're listening to Lips LA Radio. We're here with Sweetie and Jen. Jen, what's up? Hello. Great song. Yeah. We love that it song. It is. I love that song. I literally so, rap it all the time. So tell us, like, how was it to record that song? You just like it just was like an inspiration. We talked about how it came about, but did you know once you did it, you're like, I feel like this could be a hit. No, what's crazy is I was doing my car raps and I had got like busy with work and I needed to put like another video up just to be consistent. And I sent the voice note to my homegirl and I'm like, I don't, I'm not really feeling this. Like, do you like this? like this over this Kaya beat. And she was like, that shit is hella fly. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Like, I'm thinking that I'm not, I don't even like it. Like, so it's crazy that something I wasn't even going to record has gotten me this far. You hear those stories, right? Of people that like, I wasn't going to put it on the record. It was just sort of a B side. And next thing you know, it's their biggest song. So right? that's pretty cool. So from a song that you didn't think would get that big, that as big as it is. So, I mean, there's all a lot of other songs you've done lately. High maintenance. We're going to talk about for a minute, but I also want to talk mm-hmm. about pissed because uh-huh. that's one of your newest tracks. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about social media and blocking people and hate and you know there's love and there's hate on social media it's a double-edged sword it's something we talk about yes. a lot uh-huh. um so there must have been and i know jen you're, you're dying to ask this question there must have been some big inspiration behind the meaning of that song um just don't get pissed at me whatever happens so. of course not <laughs> <laughs> no but i just had a lot of things to get off of my chest and i feel like it's better to put it in music rather than retaliate on social media <laughs> So I kind of put like a lot of my frustration and my anger into that song, which is why I say like, should I block this bitch? Yeah. Or like these people like, you know, Republicans on the plane mugging on the bitch, making white man money. So these white fuck fists. Yeah. <laughs> so what what we did was I, I picked a couple lines that I like from it. And I'm going to ask a question based off of that. So you did bring up the line. It was, should I let her know or should I block this bitch? How many people do you think you've blocked? A lot. I used to yeah. just go on a blocking spree, but I'm yeah. like, whatever, they're going to see me shine. So I stopped doing that because yeah. there's always more love than hate on my page, but mm-hmm. there's always like those couple people mm-hmm. that just say those like things to you and you're yeah. like, you don't even know me. What are you talking about? What does someone have to do to get blocked by a sweetie? Just talk like, shit, I guess. The- right? I don't, you got to make me feel away. And yeah. you know what? I stopped feeling away, though, because I started yeah. to get to, like, I started to become immune to, like, the mm-hmm. negativity because it, it comes with the territory. Like, the more attention you get, there's the more people, you know, mm-hmm. have, like, criticism. Cri- mm-hmm. I, the more, like, criticism you get with that, so. Yeah, I mean, the better you do, there's always going to be haters. But also, there's, as you said, there's a lot of love, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like because social media is so faceless and people think there's no consequences, they can say whatever, but... I mean, there's probably a million great people saying great things and always like one hater. So who cares about those haters? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so obviously we want to focus on, on um, all the good stuff. And so DMs, I mean, you're getting DMs all the time. People are sliding to <laughs> DMs, right? I mean, there's got to be some interesting ones. I, I heard somewhere in one of your interviews, because clearly we've done a research here, sweetie. Mm-hmm. There was a bathwater one. I mean, there's some interesting ones that you've gotten, right? So mm-hmm. is there like a couple that stand out like super positive and a couple weird ones? Um, I really don't like to name drop, so I'm not oh, going to okay. name drop, but I really... You could just I, say, just tell us. Nobody I, else will hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I just think it's dope when, like, people, like, I admire people who I, like, listen to, like, reach out to me and be like, yo, keep going. Like, we love what you're doing. 
Yeah. That's mm-hmm. always a great thing, right? It's always like positive inspiration, aspiration. And so, I'm like, damn, you know who I am? <laughs> so we can't know who that is, but it's still cool that that happens for sure. So mm-hmm. so you also added to the Rolling Stones artist you need to know, which is amazing. Um, you were featured in Rihanna's Fenty Beauty campaign. How did mm-hmm. that come about? Um, so my homegirl who I went to school with um, works for them, and they she showed their team my Icy Girl video, and they're like, wow, she'd be perfect with the fancy campaign. Yeah, definitely. So that's how that happened. And let's talk about you and fashion, right? Because that's how we got connected through your team, too. So fashion, like you have some cosmetic stuff you might be working on this year. Like what in a perfect world, lip right? Lip gloss. 2019. What does 2019 in fashion look like for Sweetie? Is it lip gloss? Is it clothing? Lip like, gloss. My be some lingerie, some kimonos. Uh, how important is imaging and fashion to you in this whole space? Um, growing up, it's always been important to me. And now that you feel me, I'm making some money, I can buy what I want. <laughs> right, exactly. We all like to make money. So that's cool. So in a perfect world, we're going to see a lip gloss possibly this year, which would mm-hmm. be great. And then other collaborations coming up. So did you get to meet Rihanna when you work with her on Fenty? Or Unfortunately you? not, but I'm looking forward to that day. Cool. I actually see a collaboration in the future. So I would love that. Are there people mm-hmm. that you want to collaborate with that we haven't? Because I feel like you've collaborated with a lot of great artists this year so mm-hmm. far. So. I mean, well, Rihanna is like the top of my list. So definitely her. And so this year alone, 2019, right? What is that looking like for you? Because you started work with Timbaland. Mm-hmm. And how's that process been? I mean, is, does he work differently than you work before with other people? Because he's known as like a, you know, a master, a song crafter. He's worked with everyone. Well, his energy is very like um, contagious. So having him in the room is always a plus. But um, just going to Miami, being in that vibe, recording with him, um, his beats are just, are you do, his beats just make you want to rap. So, like, it's always easy and quick working with him. So is the process, you know, he, they bring in, well, he brings in a, a beat and then, like, you just rap on top of it? Or is there music with it, too? So what's dope about him is, like, he has, like, an ear for, like, the artist. So he like, I have something for you. Right. And I'm like, did of course have a, you have something for me. Did he have a couple songs for you that you were just like, this yeah, we, is amazing? We recorded a couple already. Awesome. And so, and you work with Stargate, too, before, right? Stargate, Hit Boy, Cronkite, um, Murder. And it, also your cousin, isn't your cousin a producer too? Beethoven. That's awesome. So how does it differ, the process of recording with all these different producers? Because it's different for everyone, right? In rock and roll, you have Rick Rubin who records differently than another producer. So what's the process like and, and like how does it differ for you and what does it mean to you? Like who did you connect with the most so far working um, with? Well, I would say that it's, it's really easy to connect in person. Like I've, I've been blessed to be put in situations where it's not hard. So as long as we're in the same room together... I, I'm nine times out of ten, and I get one or two records out of the session. Cool. And so this next year, because you dropped a lot of music recently, right? Mm-hmm. We want to play High Maintenance because we know it's one of your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So is there a story behind that song, sweetie? Um, yeah, it was kind of like Icy Girl. It started on my Instagram page and got so much love. I had to record it in the studio, and it blew up on SoundCloud. It got a couple million streams. Do you feel like artists these days, like without if Instagram wasn't around, it would be a much different career path? Because I feel like it's so integral to a lot of artists now. Definitely. I feel like social media has definitely helped you know, pave the way for me because I wouldn't have had access to the things I had access to if it wasn't for Instagram and Twitter and things like that. Definitely. It's amazing. Like everyone wants that, sorry, everyone wants that secret sauce of how to go viral, right? So mm-hmm. when you do go viral, it's like just the thing that kicks it off. And so I imagine by even 70,000 views, that's how you met Max. Mm-hmm. That's how the Warner Brothers thing happened. So it's incredible when you can do something that just 
connects with people. Right. Is there any other artists that you're listening to now that you think like have a buzz that you're like, these are the artists that to watch this year that, I mean, I've been watching their stuff and it's really kicking off. Um, well, I really, I like Summer Walker. Cool. She's an R&B singer. Yeah. That's somebody who, like, whose vibe I really like. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that you just, even people that you discovered on Instagram, that's always cool when you discover people that you I think she's that. probably the person that just has caught my eye. Awesome. But besides that, I'm, I'm like really just into my music. Right. Well, you, it's funny because some artists don't even listen to other artists because they just want to focus on their stuff. You know what? I didn't understand that until I started recording a lot. So I have like a plethora of music. And because I do have that, like I don't want to listen to nobody but myself. Yeah, that's true. I understand that for sure. So 2019 is going to be a really big year for you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your projects, what you have going on. So I have, I'm doing two projects. Um, um, I see volume one and I see volume two just to, you know, continue the I see vibes going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so those are going to drop when? February. And then I'll release the second date. Are those full lanes or EPs or EPs. single EPs? Great. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I feel like the EP route is the route a lot of artists are taking these days versus like the old school full length record. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Do you feel like you don't well, even need to put out, you know? Well, I feel like the reason why that's happening is because there's been like a, like we live in a microwave generation. Like people just want to consume it and get on to the next thing. Definitely. So, and I feel like projects are just like, I mean, albums are taken more serious. So you don't want to just be releasing albums back to back to back. But EPs, you can kind of get away with that. They're like official mixtapes that you can sell. Definitely. You know? When you were added to Rolling Stones, like artists to watch, artists to know, that must have felt really great. There's so many mm-hmm. artists out there. So, yeah, right. all these things are like, little milestones for you and and so now for 2019 when you see what's going on and culture and everything i mean i feel like is there any place that you really want to play like is there a coachella is there something is it rolling loud is there something like you know for 2019 i want to hit this plateau this would mean a lot to me um i I don't want to perform at an award show all right i'm not sure which one but i feel like that's the next we should just put it out there for the grammys right for the grammys why not not? we got to make that happen so 2019 (laughs) grammys if you're listening Mm-hmm. Sweetie needs to be on that show. <laughs> so um, we, we spoke a little bit about Pissed, and um, Jen, I know we were going to get into kind of the meaning behind that. Okay, so, I mean, I know that it came from, you know, rumors, and you're very vocal, and I like that because, you know, you're confident. And there's two things I wanted to touch on. So one of the lines was, Sweetie is so monotone, Sweetie looked like so-and-so, Sweetie took my MCM. What's the biggest misconception of you? Um, I think the misconception is, for one, I'm from, like, the West Coast, mm-hmm. so I don't, like... Our style isn't like, like screaming and in your face, and yeah. it's very chill. It's mm. very smooth. So it's like I'm not rapping like, like monotonous. I'm yeah. rapping because I'm just a hella chill ass girl. <laughs> but it, and it's just like let me grow before y'all start criticizing me like that. And then I think one thing I don't like is people kind of bring up people who I've dated before mm. and kind of attribute that to like my success. And it's just like how. <laughs> how has how has my past helped me get to where I'm at right now? Yeah, and I've exactly. like been disconnected from these people for such a mm-hmm. long time. Definitely. And I feel like it's unfortunate because as women, I feel like that happens to us a lot. Mm-hmm. Now that's I got true. questions about that too. So, I mean, you mentioned like that's something that, you know, makes me, so the song is called Piss. What are some other like pet peeves, even if they're like small ones, like I hate when I text someone and they call me, I'm like, don't call me. I text you for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. what are you, some of your pet peeves or what pisses you off? We don't like phone calls, yeah. Chen. <laughs> no, so, like, I don't mind phone calls. I don't like phone calls throughout the day, though. Like, yeah. when you have to call me every second and let, you, let, let me know what you're doing. Like. Yeah. I don't like when I call someone and then they text me back. 
I'm like, well, you obviously yeah. got my phone call, so <laughs> yeah. just return the call, right? <laughs> There's got to be a reason why you can't call me back. Exactly. Um, but you did. I like that you brought up how, as as women, you're right, you do get associated with like who you dated, but you're also a cancer, and I'm also a cancer, so are you true to the cancer zodiac where you are emotional when it comes to like, being a girlfriend or lovey-dovey or like tough, sh- you know, like what they say about cancer, so are you true to that? And when is Good. your birthday, sweetie? My birthday is your last day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, from what I've been told, no. Good. But I do Good have day. a song called Emotional that's coming out. Is oh, it, is that I about like that? <laughs> um, it's just about it's about how dysfunctional relationships are um, these days. Yeah, I think everyone's yeah. experienced that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I've been in a few of those for sure I too. Think we all have. What are some? What would you guys say are some red flags of like a dysfunctional and like toxic relationship? And you can just go. Mm, maybe somebody moving in with you too quick, right? Like the what, next, what's the next like day. The time I, think frame. That, yeah. I think the next day that might have happened to me once. Like, can I just stay you here for? Well, the next people are like, day? can I just stay oh. here for a day and then they don't leave? You're like, wait a minute. Wait, I, I think didn't... I think what's really toxic, and I talk about this in the song. Like, I have a line where I say, "I might not pick up the phone, but I still want you to call me." And I feel mm. like people need that reassurance and just need their ego struck. So even yeah. if they don't want to deal with someone, they keep them around because they make them feel yeah, wanted. Good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny because you almost went into a career of like beautician and doing hair and whatnot. And then obviously you didn't go the safe route mm-hmm. and you went to like the artist route. So mm-hmm. is there any advice for people that want to get into music? Because there's so many different ways. And you're like, hey, you know what? You could definitely go to medical school. You could go to beauty school. But, you know, follow your say, dreams. I would say just be patient. And it's so simple, but it's yeah. so hard to do because music, I feel like music is black and white. You're either mm-hmm. being paid for what you're passionate about or you're not. And I feel yeah. like that makes a difference without, I, that makes a difference with being successful not being successful Mm because the biggest struggle that artists have is not being paid for what we're doing Mm -hmm. we all want to get paid for sure for sure and i really (laughs) like that you went you went to school you studied business and i was also interested at the fact that your mom is filipino i'm Mm -hmm. full filipino and you are yeah i no one ever thinks that they're like no you're not you're mixed i'm like i'm not (laughs) i didn't know that yeah so i'm full but so the reason like one of the questions i really want to ask you you know that filipino culture is very strict when it comes to your career path like you are supposed to be in a hospital and like be a nurse me no like filipino so so was was your mom supportive like when you wanted to get into music did she have hesitation or was she always supportive of hey it's okay if it's not outside because all my cousins are like nurses and doctors i would (laughs) say she was concerned concerned okay she was concerned she she was supportive but i think because she's a traditional Mm. she was raised in a traditional filipino yeah environment she was concerned but she's no longer concerned you're like mom i really <laughs> want to go great. into this the, yeah music <laughs> i was i want to go to this music thing what do you think she's like absolutely not what was the turning point where she's not concerned anymore or was there a gift you got her where she's like okay i'm good I don't okay, I'm glad you said that so for one i think she wasn't concerned when um she was in her pilates class okay and they had me like in heavy rotation and she was like she goes up to the instructor. She's like, do you know my daughter? And the instructor is looking at her crazy like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you keep playing my daughter's song. Like, why do you keep doing that? Like, <laughs> That had to be a proud moment right? for mom, Right? And she was like, like, she's like, who's your daughter? And she's like, sweetie. And then like the whole like people around her, the instructor, people who hear that yeah. like start, wow, like like start going crazy. And she's yeah. like, wow, I think my daughter's really doing something. Yeah. Is your mom on Instagram? Yeah, she is. Yeah, okay. But she's really fine, so I don't ever tag her because I don't want nobody <laughs> bothering her. And then the second one for Mother's Day, I yeah. got her um, a Bottega 
Vanetta. How you pronounce that? Bottega Vanetta. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Bottega Vanetta. <laughs> she fancy. <laughs> but I got her that for um for Mother's Day and she goes like she starts crying and she goes, Aww. Wow, like she was like, I wouldn't even buy this. She was like, You must be really doing like well. Did you do it like I love hearing stories like that? Did you do like a surprise? Like was it like hidden in a garage or were you just um, like, Mom, there's something outside? I think I probably I probably put it like in a pottery barn bag. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like I was like, wait, I'm no, like that surprised me, even though I knew what it was. Yeah, I wanted to throw her off because she yeah. loves pottery barn. Yeah. But yeah. so like I probably like put it like in a bag that just wasn't, you know. Yeah, she's like, she, you it's bought it. me some plates. Great. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. it's yeah. which, which she would have loved because she just loves the thought yeah. of like she's one of those type of people. But she That's opened amazing. and she just started like crying. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love hearing stuff like that. I want to yeah. jump uh, to one of the things we didn't talk about. Actually, your music videos are great, right? So Thank and you you, um, you change your look a lot, which is great. And so for um, for Icy, you had blonde hair, which is great. And mm-hmm. I, you, you that was brunette. my first time wearing blonde hair. Yeah, what do you, I mean, how important is it? Because I know even one of your music videos was sort of inspired by your favorite show, Game of Thrones. Yes. New season coming out <laughs> very, very soon. That's my sis. Exactly. So um, <laughs> who comes up with those themes? How do you come up with them? And how important is it to you, like, the um, music video? Because people are watching these things everywhere now. You're watching on your iPhone. You're watching on YouTube. I mean, there's so many different mediums now. I get actually confused when I when turn on Netflix. I'm like, there's too many shows. Mm-hmm. Just boil it down to the top ten. I don't need. To, I don't need eight million you choices. Watch you. you okay? I'll I watch. You, you have a favorite show? Yeah, my friend was watching that. Have you seen it? Actually, I've never heard yeah, of it. but it's like, well, no. Once you get past, like pilots, always like right. They're iffy, always, but once you get past that pilot, I it's think like, I ruined it for myself because like. I was already binging and then she comes over and she puts on the show and I'm like, I don't want to watch any more TV. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm like periodically like checking in. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't watch it, but I watched it. It's a crazy you know? So Khaleesi inspired <laughs> videos for you. I so, love so when you're thinking about the concept for a video, is it usually based on some kind of show you've seen or a movie or is it I just, just like randomly? I just like to daydream. You do? I'll put on it and I'll vibe to it whether I'm driving. I've come up with my best ideas when I'm working out for some reason. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So is there another one? Is there a new concept? We need some scoops here. Like, is there a concept for your next video we should know about? I haven't scoops came- are very important to us. Ooh, actually. I say you can it. tell us. Well, I really love Chicago, and that's all I'm gonna say. Chicago, the TV show. Chicago, the movie. Oh, Chicago. Okay, there was also a band named Chicago. Okay, the movie. So, have you guys seen that? Yeah, of course. From Chicago, old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Chicago. All right, so maybe there's a concept there in our future. Do you have favorite shows on Netflix that you're watching? I'm actually watching Ballers right now. Ballers. That's I'm, HBO. Though, I'm kind of yeah. late though. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those shows like Game of Thrones, I really want to watch, but it's like, what is it, the eighth season and like 800 episodes? It's so that's like worth, the best though, because you can though. start from the beginning. I, how do I start? I, I can't start. That last late. show, I literally started it Friday night and I was done by Sunday night. I would I did never nothing. leave my house for like five months that's if exactly I started right now. That's exactly why they're the best. <laughs> like, exactly. So you're on Ballers. I actually went to the set of the first Ballers episode and met the rock. My friend directed it, Pete Burke. Really? Shout out to people. Yeah. So, so that's your favorite show right now. Yes, I love it. I'm okay, binging cool. right now. That's cool. All right. I'll have to tell them that. That's really cool. So um, let's jump to pissed. Anything that really pisses you off before we jump to pissed besides, you know, negative comments on Instagram and blocking people? I really don't like when I'm hungry. My Postmate says that it's 45 minutes away. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump to pissed and we'll be right back and wrap it all up with Sweetie. All right, we're back. We're here with Sweetie, and we, we you just heard uh, Piss, which is great. So, Postmates, is there a favorite? You have favorite restaurants in town here that you really like? I'm very simple. I like 
pasta and I like sushi. Okay, but you, you must have a couple of favorite go-to spots. Um, we Bas- won't tell anyone. Bossa Nova and Sugarfish. Okay, Sugarfish is my jam, so. Oh, we have to go sometime. I love it. We should. Where's Bossa Nova? Right up there. There's three of them. Oh, There's is it right up here? Robertson. That banana Sunset. dessert, cheesecake, whatever. You got it. Have you had it? I haven't, but I'm going to get you that. You should get it. And last but not least, is there any place that you want to travel to, tour to, perform Dubai. this year? Dubai. You've never been there. <laughs> I'm going there this year. Awesome. I don't know when, but I'm just putting that out there. I feel like that's, that's <laughs> a, you know, we're going to do Dubai. We're going to do the Grammys and lip lines, kimonos, a lot of other stuff. And lingerie. It's going to be a big, a big, big year for you. Yes. And Rihanna, yeah, too. Yeah. Rihanna, if you're listening, we want to do a collab. Hey, Riri. <laughs> What's up? So thank you so much for stopping by. I know it's raining. I know it's a whole thing in L.A. Nobody goes out. You made mm-hmm. it. It's great. We had a great time. Um, definitely follow. Everyone follow Sweetie. Pick up the music. Warner Brothers Records. There's a lot of new music out there. Check out the collaboration with Timbaland coming up. 2019 Icy Volume 1, Icy Volume 2. I think I covered everything. And if you're not following Sweetie, make sure you follow Sweetie on social media. And um, shout out to Sweetie's team, Monica, Max, and everyone for making it happen. Thank you. Follow Jen on social media. And um, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Lips LA. Thanks for having me. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dennis Quaid here, and I want to tell you about the Orange Tree. Now, I have recently started a podcast network called Audio Up, and much as I prepare for movie roles, I've been researching the podcast landscape and listening to hundreds of podcasts. One in particular stopped me in my tracks. The Orange Tree. It's a true crime podcast series told with such authenticity and care by Haley Butler and Tinu Thomas, two journalists who were University of Texas students when they started reporting on the story. It's about the 2005 murder of a young woman named Jennifer Cave near the University of Texas at Austin campus. What struck me most was the thorough examination of the case and the exclusive access granted to these two young reporters. What makes this true crime story so unique is their perspective. There are two young women who are the same age as Jennifer Cave and at very similar points in their lives. The Orange Tree is engaging, it's thoughtful, and really, really powerful. Take a listen to The Orange Tree on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. <laughs> 